What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are good. I hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're keeping clean. I hope you're not moving about too much because a lot of these states are finally opening back up and a lot of people are going stir crazy and are rushing out and doing all kinds of stuff, which I don't understand why you won't just stay home. But that's neither here nor there. Everybody's going to do what they want to do. So, you know, American freedom. You get the right to do whatever the freak you want to do, no matter what it does to somebody else. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. I hope y'all are staying safe, though. I hope y'all are keeping clean, staying safe, washing your hands, eating all the good stuff so your immune system is up, and, you know, just doing the things you know you ought to be doing, all the good stuff that we should be doing on a daily basis regardless. Uh, But I hope everybody's mental state is in a good position. I know a lot of people are just kind of done with this whole coronavirus, staying at home, being locked up, all that good stuff. But anyway... That's not what I got for y'all. You know what? Before we get into the thing today. Nah, we'll do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. But I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are staying safe. Let's get right into the topics today. We got a lot to cover. We got the fact that Warren Buffett makes made some moves. And whenever the Oracle of Mo- Omaha speaks, we listen. We have the fact that our future children are so going to hate us. So going to hate us. And the fact that Trump is making some moves with the global trading markets and he's trying to do some stuff to make sure that uh, that this type of situation doesn't happen again. Or basically, it's just that the trade war is coming back when we thought it was ending. It's actually just getting back started. But let's start off with the fact that although the economy was just spiraling out of control last month, the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 had the best month that it's had in over 33 years in a really really long time i'm gonna read you guys a quote from from the from cnbc and basically the s&p 500 posted its largest its third largest monthly gain since world war ii surging 12.7 percent in april it was also its biggest one month gain since 1987 the Dow, <clears throat> the Dow Jones had its fourth largest post-war monthly rally with an 11.1 gain. The Dow also had its best month in 33 years. The Nasdaq surged 15.5% in April. It's its biggest month gain, monthly gain since June 2000. It's like, wait a minute. How, how, how is the stock market doing, going in the upward direction? And the economy is going in the other direction. This this don't seem to make sense. This don't make sense. I thought I thought the economy and the stock market was connected. I thought like if the economy is doing bad, the stock market is always go- also going to be doing bad, and it's not going to be having some of the best times. Rather, we'll be seeing some of the worst of times because people can't go shopping, people can't go buy anything. We have over 30 million people that are unemployed right now for the first time in, in, in their lives. They're filing for first time unemployment. Um, this doesn't make much sense. This, this doesn't compute. I thought one plus one is equal to two, but in this situation, 
one plus one is equal to one. That doesn't make sense. Economy plus market. If economy is bad, market will be bad. Therefore, they will look like each other. But that doesn't make much sense. That's not what's going on. And this is something that we've been talking about. I've talked about it in the past. The stock market never ever think that the stock market and the economy is going to go one and one and one together. Never ever think that just because the economy is doing well, that the stock market would also do well. Or just because the economy is doing bad, that the stock market will do bad. Because the economy shows us what's happening right now and the stock market looks to what's about to happen tomorrow. So that's why whenever something bad happens in the economy, it has an effect on the stock market. Don't get me wrong. There was a reason we had a 30% drop in the market. That's going to happen. That's an instant reaction that the market will have after something negative happens. However, investors don't just focus on what's happening today. Investors start to look at, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? What are companies, which is a big part of, again, we talk about it all the time. The stock market isn't just stocks. It's not just numbers. There are companies that are in the stock market. There are companies behind those numbers. So investors start looking at those companies and saying, okay, are you resilient enough to deal with the situation at hand? They start looking at different companies and that pushes the stock market either up or down. And right now, I think we talked about it before that the biggest makeup of the stock market is big tech. In, in in the stock market, big tech makes a huge portion of the stock market. An article from Yahoo Finance says that the stock market is made up of about 20% from the most powerful tech companies, the five most powerful tech companies. You know, we've talked about it before. It's Facebook, it's Amazon, it's Apple, it's Microsoft, and it's Google. And because the markets are so heavily weighted to these companies, how these companies do is usually how the stock market is going to go. So when you think about the S&P 500, 18% of the S&P 500 is made up of those four companies. And so if the if those companies are doing well, the market is going to do well. And right now, those companies are not being hampered by the COVID-19 pandemic. Those companies are not being held back by the COVID-19 pandemic. Rather, it's the opposite. These companies are actually succeeding a lot more because a lot more people are using their services and relying upon their services during this pandemic. Think about a company like Microsoft. You know, Microsoft is my baby. I love Microsoft. Microsoft is one of the first companies I ever invested in. Microsoft reported that COVID-19 didn't even make anything happen to them. Like it didn't even hamper them in any way. Like they just kept on succeeding because more people started using Microsoft Teams More people started using Microsoft's cloud services. More people just started using Microsoft Skype. And so they kept on growing and they actually did way better. Actually, they didn't do way better. They did really well in their earnings report. And then you think of a company like Apple. Apple has always had a large bank account. (laughs) Apple has always had a massive bank account that it seats on. And right now, they're not suffering because they don't have money. They have a lot of money in 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 their bank account. Essentially, they have a large emergency fund. Again, make yourself more like Apple and less like a lot of other companies. Get you an emergency fund. 
but or think about Amazon. We are using Amazon services every single day. Nobody is trying to go out to the store. At least I'm not trying to go out to the store. I know the everything just opened back up for the most part in the state that I live in. Well, not everything, but things are opening back up. But I still don't even want to go in the store. So guess what I'm using? Amazon.com. They deliver it to my door. So Amazon realized a growth in its usage. Facebook, the same thing. Google, the same thing. Now, Google and Facebook, they weren't able to monetize the usage as much. But it still showed that a lot of people were using their services. And that's the thing about the stock market. The fact that the stock market just exploded to this to the umph degree is mainly due to the fact that it's so heavily weighted to these tech companies that basically the way those tech companies go is the way the economy goes so don't focus so much and say oh my gosh 30 million people lost their jobs oil prices are at an all-time low the u.s gdp is down about five percent as of last quarter and yet the stock market is doing the opposite and going up don't be like, oh my gosh, why is that happening? That shouldn't be happening. These greedy investors, these greedy billionaires. It's not, that's not the reason. It's not just because people are going to find a way to make money, which people always find a way to make money. But it's not just because of that. It's because of how the markets and the main indexes in the market are, are outlined and are weighted. Again, this is why I say it's always good if you're trying to invest, just follow the market. It is a lot harder to beat the market than to just follow the market. It is a lot easier. Just get some ETFs, some ETFs that follow the S&P 500, ETFs that follow the Dow Jones, and just let it just ride it out. How how well the market does is how well your, your portfolio is going to do. That's the benefit of following the market. However, with all that being said, May is poised to be a very, we're in May right now, but May is poised to be a very, very interesting month. The reason I say this is because when we heard a lot of the earnings reports and we heard a lot of the uh, GDP reports, how the country is doing as a whole, all we saw was a majority of January, February, and March. And we saw when everything shut down in the US, it was just one week in March or two weeks in March that we were shut down. And we saw how drastic those effects had. As we're in May, May is poised to be very interesting. As we start opening up, there are two questions that every investor is asking themselves. One, how are businesses going to continue to change as we move through this, uh, move through this pandemic? Are we going to see more businesses file for bankruptcy, which we've seen a few already file for bankruptcy, especially retailers? J. Crew filed for bankruptcy. Macy's is trying its best not to, and some other companies are looking to file for bankruptcy as well. Are we going to see, are we going to see more companies announce that they were able to be resilient during this time? And then the second question that a lot of people are going to be asking, a lot of investors are going to be asking is, are we going to see another spike? Because with everything opening back up, one of the fears is, even though things seem to be coming down a lot, even though things seem things seem to be plateauing a little bit are we going to see another spike as more people rush out because hey man i was just outside it felt amazing outside and guess what we do once it feels amazing outside we go to the beach we go places we just go places we just move about because we're in the u.s it's, we've always had that freedom to move about and so are we going to see another spike in cases 
everything with the economy and with the markets, it all has to do with how well we handle this coronavirus situation and how well we handle opening the state back up, opening the country's country back up. But I'll leave you guys with this as far as this topic is concerned. Warren Buffett always said something. He said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. And right now we're seeing a lot of people hop on the investing train and trying to get with everything and all that good stuff. But just be weary and be wise in the way you go about trying to invest your money during this time period. Because there's also some predictions out there that says that we are probably going to see another dip in the market. We're probably because the volatility level has not calmed down at all. So the question is, are we going to see more growth or are we going to see the market do a 180 and start going back down because we all of a sudden had another spike in coronavirus uh, coronavirus cases. Now, I'm praying that doesn't happen. However, that is just something for you guys to always have in the back of your mind if you are do, investing on your own and planning to invest and doing all that good stuff by yourself. Just keep that in mind as we move and continue moving through handling all these situations. But anyway, moving on from there, let's talk about the Oracle of Mo Omaha, Warren Buffett. So Berkshire Hathaway had their earnings report on, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was on Saturday and it was about four and a half hours long. I watched it. I was entertained by it. A lot of people who, if you are not like me that enjoys listening to this type of stuff, listening to Warren Buffett answer uh, investors questions and those kind of things. You probably would have been bored. There were parts of it where I was very, very bored. But then there were other parts of it where I was just enthralled. Um, Warren Buffett started off the whole thing talking about nothing can stop America. We just have an American magic. I mean, there was a quote. There was a presentation where he said, nothing can stop America when you get right down to it. I will bet on America the rest of my life. Now, Warren Buffett is like 89 years old. So the rest of his life, you know, it ain't. No offense, but it ain't like, it ain't that long. Pray for good health for him, but like, come on now, let's just be honest. But anyway, he just came out and he was just telling investors just to keep investing in the markets. Uh, one of the things he was saying was just like, remain optimistic about where the markets is, even though we're seeing the worst bear market that we've seen in a long time. But he was just saying like, yo, even through this pandemic, even through this whole situation, like remain in the market that's like keep investing and keep staying active in the market and this 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 uh earnings call had over two million people that watched this thing online yahoo was very excited about that because yahoo uh televised the thing well not televised streamed the the thing and so they were very very excited about it there was a bunch of people that was listening from all parts of the world all parts of the country like i said warren buffett is our is the oracle of investing right now. When he speaks, everybody shuts up and listens to what he has to say. And he had a few things to say. This thing, like I said, was over four hours long, which first of all, shout out to Warren Buffett being 89 years old and being able to sit on the stage and answer questions for over four and a half hours. I do a podcast for barely 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And after this, I'm out of breath. Like I, if you guys don't see it because at that point I'm done. Like I stand up, I'm sweating. 
I'm over here walking around, and I need water to drink because I'm sweating over here. Warren Buffett was on that stage with his coke on the thing. He was cool, calm, and collected. Like, the dude was just answering every question that was thrown at him. It didn't matter what question you asked him. Dude was just like, I'm Warren Buffett, bro. I got this thing on lock. I got this thing on lock. It was just, to me, it was one of the first earnings, uh, earnings meeting calls that I've been a part of, that I've watched. And it was just... It was, for me, it was fun to watch. It was really, really fun to watch. Like, I wish I had been part of the older ones when he had some of his quotables. Unfortunately, we didn't get any of the Warren Buffett quotables, which I wish he had some of those on here. But, like, it was just interesting to listen to him speak about what he thinks about the markets, what if, what some of his moves are going to be, which we're about to talk about some of those moves that he made. And... Basically, you know what? Let's just get into what he said. The biggest move that he made was the fact that Berkshire Hathaway sold out of all of their airline stocks. I'm talking about Delta. I'm talking about American Airlines. I'm talking about Southwest. I'm talking about United Airlines, the four biggest airline companies in the United States. Warren Buffett said, I'm out. He said, I'm out. So let's just, so this is a quote from what he said. He said, we're willing to do something very big when he was talking about um, that he's going to invest more in the market. He has about $137.3 billion in cash to invest. And he's thinking about doing something very big. And when he says very big, it ranges from 30 to $50 billion that he's thinking about doing. But anyway, the main thing was like he said, uh, he confirmed that Berkshire sold all of his positions in all the four airlines that I said, he said that he made a big mistake. So remember the first rule of investing that we always talk about? Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't break rule number one. Well, even Warren Buffett has broken that rule. And he said that he made a very big mistake, but he said that it's not the fault of the airlines. He said that it was basically that we as a country shut off the air travel in this country because of the coronavirus situation. And for him... When that happened, after looking at the portfolio, he's lost over, I think they reported that the Berkshire Hathaway lost over $49 billion in the first quarter because of what happened with the airline industry and a bunch of other investments that he had made. And so with all of that being said, he just cut his losses. And my main thing was like, so if he's getting out of the airlines, what does that mean for us that are trying to invest in the markets and look at the markets and look at how it's going to be. So I think the main thing wasn't just, you have to also look at why he did it. The main reason of why, don't just say, oh, he's out of airlines, so airlines are dead. First of all, his stake in the airline industry is completely different from you and I stake in the airline industry. If you're investing in, I'm pretty sure nobody who's listening to this podcast right now, but if you are listening to this podcast and you have over a billion dollars invested in any of these airlines, First of all, shout out to you. And I would like to have a conversation with you about what you're doing with your investments in airlines. Are you selling out of it or are you reinvesting that in another way? But anyway, the main reasons that he cited as to why he was moving out of the airlines is simply that he doesn't see when travel will get back to the same levels that it was last year. Another thing he said was he doesn't know how much people will keep traveling if people will keep traveling at the same rate if the business the core business idea of airlines is going to remain the same remember we always talk about when it comes to investing you have to know the business you have to know what kind of companies you're investing in well warren buffett is saying i no longer know what my investment is 
And so he's just saying, I'm out. I'm out because I no longer know what kind of investment this is going to bring for me in the future. I no longer know how this is going to perform for me in the future. I no longer know how this is going to do when it comes in the future because a lot of the things that has happened to the airline industry is simply the fact that things are never going to be the same. The first thing is, as we said earlier, we shut down all business traveling. We shut down international travel and basically we shut down domestic travel because we had to contain this coronavirus situation. But then that led to the second point, which is the fact that businesses, which is the largest part of travel, which is the largest part of industries is business travel. Businesses realized that they didn't need to do a lot of things in person anymore. Businesses realized that there were services like Zoom. Remember, we just talked about services like Microsoft Teams. They realized that, hey, we can work remotely. We don't have to be spending all this money with travel. We don't have to be spending all this money on food and all this other stuff to pay for people to travel all over the place. And so the likelihood is that corporate business expenditure, as far as it goes with traveling, is going to cut down a lot. And so with that understanding in place, Warren Buffett made the move that, you know what? I just can't do that anymore. I just can't put all this money into the stock market, uh, into airlines. Now, the other thing you have to think about Warren Buffett's position as far as that's concerned is when we're talking about Warren Buffett's money, it's not actually just his money. He has shareholders that invest into the Burke, uh, Berkshire Hathaway's portfolio. So he has to answer to those shareholders, which is why he spent over two and a half hours just listening to questions or responding to a lot of the questions that were being asked of him. So that's another thing you have to think about Warren Buffett and his position of airlines. What is my position on airlines? First of all, airlines are at a very all-time cheap position. If there's one thing that I've learned is you want to buy cheap, and you will grow into the position later on. So like I said last week, where airlines is one of those industries that I don't think it's going to disappear. I personally don't think that airlines, that all of a sudden because of this coronavirus situation, all of a sudden airlines are just going to disappear. Yes, airlines are going to be suffering a loss for the foreseeable future. Probably into the year 2022, airlines are going to be taking a loss. But I think that airlines will eventually come back up to the place where they need to be. Because as of right now, I believe Delta announced the fact that they're going to be leaving the middle seats. Uh, basically, they're going to block the middle seats so nobody can sit in the middle seats. They're going to reduce the amount of capacity that people can be in airplanes. So these are some of the moves that are going to be happening moving into the future. It's not like the last year. Remember last year, Delta gave their employees unbelievable bonuses last year. Unbelievable bonuses that they handed out. We were talking about it on this channel, on this on this podcast, we talked about it that Delta gave out the largest bonus in all of history. Like some people actually got a paycheck, like got a couple, uh, like either one to three months salary on that bonus because they just had such an unbelievably great year. But 2020 ain't going to be the same year for Delta. And I don't think 2021 or 2022 is going to be that great of a year for Delta. Because Delta has to rethink. All these airlines have to rethink how they do business. They have to rethink the size of planes that they're going to need. They have to rethink the gas, how much all these gas things are going to cost them. They have to just rethink their entire business and rethink how it's going to work. For me, I have... 30 plus years still to invest in the market. 
And so with that outskirt, with that scope in mind and with that long-term view in mind, I think airlines are a good, now do your own research, understand the businesses as you can understand them before you invest in anything. Do not just take my word for it because who knows? I might be very, very, very wrong. That's why it's not going to be a big part of my portfolio. It's going to be a basically a speculative effort that I'm making, which we'll talk about speculations later, but it's going to be a speculative effort that I'm making in the market to say, you know what? I think all these airlines one day will recover from this 20, 30 years down the road. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be right or if I'm going to be wrong. I don't know, but we'll see as we move forward. All I know is Warren Buffett just sold out and made about $8 billion. Well, he didn't make, he lost, he lost a lot of money when he decided to sell out of the of the airlines. I mean, airline, the airline industry is down 76% from its all time highs. So for me, that's a cheap buy. That's like, okay, I might as well put some money into it. But for some, some other people who have a whole lot of a larger stake in that, they're like, maybe it's time to get out of that industry and put my money, or in this case, Warren Buffett's money or Berkshire Hathaway's money into something else so yeah that's i just found it very interesting i just found it very interesting and the other thing i was going to talk about is the fact that when the airline industry starts doing bad it's a ripple effect it's not just airlines that suffer we already have boeing and airbus who have already said that they have a whole lot plane a whole lot less plane orders from these companies which means that they have to reduce production and if they have to reduce production which means headcount has to be reduced and if headcounts gets reduced, more people are out of the out of job. And then if Boeing is no longer producing more planes, it means it affects their suppliers, which means GE just announced that they're going to be letting go about 13,000 people in their uh, jet engine division, which supplies guess who? Yep, you got it. Boeing and Boeing and Airbus. And so when you think about it, this is all a trickle down effect. And that's what I was saying that May is going to be a very very interesting month as far as the economy is concerned and as far as the markets are concerned it's going to be very very interesting moving on from there the next topic i was going to talk about is the fact that our kids are so gonna hate us so gonna hate us in the future the total u.s debt just went up to about 25 trillion dollars 25 trillion dollars and so the question is who's gonna pay for that you know somebody has to pay for that. Oh, excuse me. I'll pick up in a second. You're going to pay $25 trillion. So uh, just make sure you raise your kids right. Teach them the best ways to go. And uh, yeah, they're going to so hate us in the future. So hate us in the future. Uh, and the final one I'm going to hit on is the fact that Donald Trump is making moves to rip the global supply chains into different moves away from China into different areas. The Trump administration is turbocharging an initiative to remove global industrial supply chains from China as it weighs new tariffs to punish Beijing for its handling of the coronavirus outbreak, according to officials familiar with the U.S. planet. Remember, we thought that U.S.-China trade war was over? Well, it ain't over. It ain't over at all. It ain't over. The... Uh... The Undersecretary of Economic Growth, Keith Cratch, said, We've been working on reducing the reliance of our supply chains in China over the last few years. 
but we are now turbocharging the initiative. I think it is essential to understand where the critical areas are and where critical bottlenecks exist. So yeah, the global supply chain is going to be very different. Um, one official said that the U.S. is pushing to create an alliance of trusted partners, partners dubbed the Economic Prosperity Network. It would include companies and civil society groups operating under the same set of standards on everything from digital business, energy and infrastructure to research, trade, education and commerce. So, yeah, this, this trade war is just starting right back up. This is not ending anytime soon. This is just getting going all over again. So, yeah, this we've been talking about the trade war. We started out this year talking about the trade war. It's just going to get a whole lot bigger than we ever thought it would be. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all heard, learned one or two things. We started out talking about the fact that the economy and the stock market does not mean one does not mean the other. You can't look at the stock market and determine how well the economy is doing. Exhibit A is the day and age that we are in right now. And nobody should ever look at one to correlate to the other. There's a lot of other factors other than just the economy and how it's doing as far as the effect on the stock market. Then we talked about Warren Buffett. The Oracle of Omaha came out and he sold his entire stake in airlines. What does that mean for you and I? You have to determine that for yourself. For Warren Buffett, it meant that he didn't know what the business was going to look like in the in the future. For me, it means there's an opportunity maybe for me to invest in this. However, I don't know. Maybe maybe some of these companies are going to bankrupt because what usually happens whenever we go through a downturn like this is a lot of consolidations. So on the other side, we may have one, maybe two airlines left after this. And then finally, we talked about the fact that our kids are going to hate us because we're over $25 trillion in debt. Partly due to the coronavirus situation, partly due to the 2008 financial crisis, partly due to the war on terror. There's a lot of stuff that plays a role into that, but we in debt, y'all. We in massive, massive debt. And then we talked about Trump and the fact that he's trying to bring back the trade war and do something about global trade and change the fact that we are so reliant on China. Is it a good thing in some ways? Yes. Is it a bad thing in some other ways? Yes. Because whenever you start switching stuff from the cheapest possible option, it's going to be more more expensive. So we'll see how that plays out. I'll keep bringing you all the news. But that's all I got for you all today. I hope you got one, maybe two things. Thank you all for watching. This has been your boy Kalechi. And I'm going to hit you all up on the next one. God bless each and every single one of y'all. Keep washing your hands. Don't rush to go outside too quickly. And I'll talk to you all in the next one. Peace.